They're gritty as heck. We got flaws, we've got warts. So does everybody else. There's nobody perfect. That's why you see what 12th and third is two games. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. We always love talking about concerts on the show, right? It's not just me. Maybe it's just me. Bruce Springsteen played Pfizer Forum last night. And I was thinking maybe our, our guy, our, our musical correspondent, our jam band correspondent, Justin Garcia, would be there. He was not. He's a very big Bruce Springsteen fan. And I asked him today briefly, I was like, you didn't go, did you? No. Bucks played last night. I got a little FOMO seeing pictures and videos on Twitter. That's fear of missing out, uh, if you don't know. FOMO. I, I felt a little left out not being at a Springsteen concert. I don't like missing a show. I especially don't like missing Friday shows. I would never miss a Friday show, but just shows in general I don't like to miss. And I was looking at pictures and videos, and tickets were expensive, like really expensive. It's Bruce, so I get it, but also, Bruce, you're supposed to be for the common man, but also I get it. You only got so many tours left, right? Make your money. I was looking at the set list today. I only know, like, three songs on the entire set list. So if I would have ponied up to go see Springsteen just because I wanted to see Springsteen for the sake of seeing Springsteen. I wouldn't have known any songs. And we all say that we love going to concerts when we don't know any of the band songs. We don't know any of the music. I don't I don't know that I would have. I don't know. Looking at the set list, I'm like, man, some of these look really great. Like I know Badlands, and then I know the hits, like Born to Run, Born in the USA, Hungry Heart, all these hits, of course. I don't know. I thought I knew Springsteen a little bit better than this, looking at his set list. Looked like a cool show, though. This year and some other sports talk radio hosts today out of Milwaukee, especially some some hosts went to the show last night. Looked fun. If you have any Springsteen song recommendations for me, please text them in because I've never been able to get into Springsteen. I'm not anti Bruce. I just I don't know. I want to be a Springsteen guy. I'm struggling. So maybe I'll, I'll make an effort tonight. The Badgers play early and then no bucks. So maybe tonight I'll apply myself and try to get into Springsteen. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you had an awesome day. We're going to be blessed uh, by the presence of Zach Heilprin at 4.30. Now you hear him on the updates. He's the sports director at our Madison affiliate, The Zone. And you hear him as one of the two voices on Kenny and Heilprin as well. He's in Chicago covering the Big Ten tournament. The Badgers play in just a little bit over an hour. They play early. They play at 5.30. So we're going to catch Zach at 4.30, get some thoughts before the Badgers game starts. A little preview, right? We can maybe touch on the Minnesota win just a little bit from Sunday. Probably not a whole lot. We're going to preview Wisconsin, Ohio State. That's coming up tonight at 5.30. We'll talk Packers. We'll talk Rodgers probably in the second half of the show. We didn't get anything new today. No news on the on the Rodgers front. No news on the Jets front. We did just get a little bit of breaking news. Jim Beheim is no longer Syracuse's basketball coach. 47 years. His tenure is over. I got to say, I felt really bad today for all the media elites who went to Syracuse bemoaning Syracuse's loss. I felt so bad for all those, the the Mike Greenbergs of the world. I know Mike Greenberg went to Northwestern. The Northwestern crowd is obnoxious in a different way. I just gutted for all the media elites who had to watch the Orange go down in the ACC tournament today. God, just feels so bad. Feels so bad. We're not going to talk about Bayheim. We'll talk Badgers, though, in a half hour. We'll talk Packers in the second half of the show. 608 
796-2558 if you'd like to call or text. And I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant, if you want to join the show that way as well. Let's start with the Bucks. They won last night. 134-123 in Orlando against the Magic. No Drew Holiday. And if you don't watch a lot of NBA or you follow it at a distance or you only watch the Bucks, you might see this result and say, well, yeah, they didn't have Giannis. They didn't have Drew. But it's the Magic. Magic, aren't they? Magic are terrible. Bottom of the barrel team. Really, really bad. Win doesn't mean anything. The Magic are contenders. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Magic are this great team with lots of superstars and they can compete for a title. No, no, no. They're 27 and 39 for a reason. However, Orlando's a live team in that they have bona fide NBA players. Like, Paolo Bancaro's a rookie. That dude just scores. His game translates to the NBA as well as I've seen a rookie come into the league and just, he just continued his business. It's like he never stopped. He went from Duke. You're like, okay, this guy's the number one pick. He just waltzes into the NBA. He's a 20-point scorer. Franz Wagner is awesome. Much better than his brother. Markel Fultz is really finding something down there. This is a nice team. Cole Anthony can heat it up off the bench. The Magic are a nice team. They're building. They're far away from their ultimate goal, but that's a real team. They weren't just going to lie down for the Bucs who weren't with, uh, or who who were without Giannis, excuse me, without Giannis and without Drew Holiday. So, I'll pat the Bucks on the back a little bit for last night's win. And anytime you can win without Giannis and without Drew, especially when you're gunning for the one seed, I'll take it. I don't care if it's against the worst team in the league, but again, the Magic are far from the worst team in the league. That's a live NBA team, even though they're not a contender. I believe I tweeted last night at Wisco Grant. It's just a classic taking care of business win. Just went down there. You just handled a team that you should beat, even without two superstars. Went down there, took care of it. No drama. Right. And the last couple of weeks, I watched the Celtics. I watched the Lakers. I watched the Warriors. I watched the Nuggets. All of these teams have got caught one night or another. Celtics blow a lead against the Cavs. Right. Or the Warriors blow it against a lesser team. Or the Lakers can't figure it out. Although Anthony Davis is playing pretty good basketball right now. So the Lakers have actually won some games. They beat the Grizzlies last night. My point, the last couple of weeks, ever since we came back from the All-Star break, a lot of live NBA games every night. No lead has been safe as the Bucs showed us against the Sixers last weekend, right? Lesser teams are beating greater teams all the time. It feels like it's happening on a nightly basis. Bucks went on the road against a live NBA team without two of their superstars and won. And that means the world in a moment and in a juncture of the season where they're trying for the one seed. And they want that one seed. I think they feel a little... I think they feel a little bit of regret last year, maybe not trying for the one seed or the two seed harder than they did. I think the story of last year's postseason is not the seeding, but the Chris Middleton injury and the way they attacked the regular season really wouldn't have changed anything there. That's just fluke. That's bad luck. But the Bucks want that one seed. They want home court advantage. They want to play fewer elite opponents in the playoffs, not more. I don't want to see an elite team in the second round. Let's save that for the conference finals. We don't need to do it as the three seed. Ideally not as the two. Let's get that one seed. And beating a live Orlando Magic team without two of your superstars is taking care of business. Bucks looked like a legit contending team last night. A lot of confidence, right? Just going down there and getting it done. I don't know if you've thought this while watching the Bucks. I don't know if this is an observation that you've noted. Don't look now, but the Bucks are a really deep team. And... Every contending team has to be deep to an extent, 
right? Like the Sixers are deep. The Celtics are deep. Bucks are deep. If you're a good team, you're deep. Phoenix, maybe not, but they have so much star power now at the top of their roster. That's a little bit different. The Suns might be a little bit of an outlier. Same with the Mavs. But save for Phoenix and save for Dallas, any contending team in the league is deep. Now, there are levels to depth. There are teams that are more deep than others. The Celtics, all year long, I said that's the deepest team in the East. They have the deepest roster. They have the most options. They can go bigger. They can go smaller. They can go more offense. They can go more defense. They can switch out Brogdon, uh, and they can play Grant Williams. They can play Derek White. They have lots of different pieces they can move around. They, they have some some different big bodies between Robert Williams when he's healthy and Luke Cornett. And, like, they just have bodies. And most of the guys on the Celtics roster are on the younger side, less injury-prone. Obviously, Robert Williams is a little bit of an outlier in that regard. But a younger, more physical, really, really deep team with lots of options. And that was the Celtics' advantage, or so I thought. The Bucks' advantage was they have the star power, right? If you are drafting players from the Bucks. And the Celtics, assuming everyone's healthy, Giannis is the first pick, Tatum's the second. Now we have a real conversation about third. Is it Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown? And if it's not, let's say Drew Holiday goes second, well, Jalen Brown, Chris Middleton, that's a little bit of a toss-up. The next player might be Brooke Lopez. Like, the Bucks have a, a more top-heavy roster. They have more star talent at the top. But the Celtics were deeper all year. I watched the Celtics. Man, they have depth. The Bucks are top-heavy. They have star power. The Celtics have depth. They have options. The Bucs within the last couple weeks have really closed that gap, the depth gap. They've done that in a couple ways. They acquired Jay Crowder. That's just an extra body. They added someone to the team they didn't have before. So naturally, that's going to add depth. Defensive versatility, all the things you want this time of year as NBA teams go into the playoffs. But Joe Ingles is now healthy, and he's really playing his way into the rotation much more than he was a couple weeks ago. He's become a viable option that you can go to for 27, 28 minutes a night. Some playmaking, some shooting. Right. Myers Leonard's there. That's another big body. Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen. The, Pat Connaughton and Grayson Allen were playing heavy minutes. They were really being counted on earlier in the year. Now they're you know, smaller rotational pieces. We haven't even really talked about Bobby Portis since he's come back from injury. Javon Carter's been awesome. Listen to all these names I'm throwing at you. Right, The Bucks have so many options now. And, of course, Chris Middleton coming back, playing more minutes. He played 31 minutes last night. We like to see that. Let's keep that number slowly and steadily going up. He started the game last night. The Bucks are deep all of a sudden. Kind of snuck up on us, right? The Sixers have had lots of options. But the Bucks' best players are better than the Sixers' best players. The Celtics, super deep team. But the Bucks' best players are better than the Celtics' best players. I think you could debate whether Milwaukee or Boston is the deepest team. I don't know about Philly. I don't watch as much of them. I also like P.J. Tucker is almost 40 years old, and you're starting him and relying on him big minutes. I don't know if I love that. But I think there's an actual debate to be had between the Bucks and between the Celtics and who's actually deeper. And that blows my mind considering where we were two months ago, three months ago. The Bucks have added depth. They're getting healthy. They already had the star power. Now they're getting the depth. And... That advantage that the Celtics once had, that other teams in the East once had, that, that advantage is slimming. And the Bucs want playoff series to be about the best player because the Bucs have that trump card, right? When teams are evenly matched, kind of the run-of-the-mill reasoning for picking playoff series, well, who's the best player? I'll go with that team.
The Bucs are going to have that. The Bucs are going to have that against the Celtics. They're going to have it against the Sixers. Now they also have really good depth. I love where this Bucks team is right now. I want to do a new segment before we take a break and talk about the Badgers a little bit. We'll get to Zach Heilpern as well. I was talking with a buddy the other night about who we really trust on this Bucks team. Because when you get a lot of depth and you have a lot of options, you got to start making decisions because not everybody's going to play. Last night, Bobby Portis, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Javon Carter, Grayson Allen, Jay Crowder, Myers Leonard, Pat Connett, and Joe Ingles all played legit minutes. Myers Leonard played eight minutes. Lindell Wigington played one minute. So if you take out Myers Leonard and Lindell Wigington, Joe Ingles played 27 minutes, Connaughton 21, Jay Crowder 23, Portis 31, Chris Middleton 31, Brooke Lopez 34, Javon Carter 35, Grayson Allen 30. All sizable minutes. No Giannis, no Drew. So when you have your full starting five, you have Giannis, you have Drew, some of those minutes are going to drop. Bud in a playoff series is going to have to decide who are the seven guys, who are the eight guys I really, really trust. Because you're probably not going to play more than eight guys, especially when the series really starts to boil down to game four, game five, game six, and it comes to, to crunch time, right? When these teams have really figured each other out, the rotations shrink, you really start honing in on the guys you trust and the guy that works best for a matchup against the Celtics or a matchup against the Nets. Remember a couple of years ago, Bobby Portis didn't play versus the Nets. I don't really remember Bobby Portis as a factor against the Hawks, but against the Suns, oh, what a big piece, right? Matchup dependent. It depends. They say styles make fights in the NBA. Matchups make series. And the Bucs now have lots of options. But those are options that you need to decide. You need to figure out, who do I trust in this spot? Who do I trust in this matchup? And I was talking about this with a buddy the other day. Who do we trust most? So we're going to do a new segment. We may never do it again. It's called Trust Tree. And I have a sheet of paper in front of me, and we're going to go through the Bucks roster, and we're going to decide who we trust the most. And we're going to tier it. So it might look like a Christmas tree. I think Giannis is number one on a tier to himself. So Giannis is number one. Tier two of the Trust Tree, as we go through this Bucks roster, Based on what we saw in 2021 when Chris Middleton was healthy, I'm going to put him on that second tier because he was unbelievable in crunch time. At one point, Mike Breen said on a call, another huge shot in these playoffs of Chris Middleton. Like it became a theme. I trust Chris Middleton as long as he's healthy. I'm going to put him on tier two. I'm going to put Drew in that tier as well. And two years ago, I don't know that I would have. And I debated this with Justin Garcia the other day. I said, Justin, I I feel like Drew is a new player. Not a brand new player, but he's added parts to his game where I feel like we have to have different conversations about him. And Justin said, oh, no, no. He's always been this guy. Look at his numbers. His usage is just going up. Yes, his usage has gone up in the absence of Giannis here and there and in the limited time that Chris Middleton has played, but I trust him. My eyes are telling me that I trust him more in big spots. In the playoffs two years ago, depended on the game with Drew. There are some games where he couldn't miss. And then he would have a great game, and then he'd have two games where you didn't even know what he was doing. I feel like he's changed a little bit as a player. He's honed in his game. He's focused his game. I trust him more. I'm going to put him in Tier 2, and I'm going to put Brook Lopez in Tier 2 as well. So our trust tree so far is Giannis at the top. He's the tree topper. I'm going to put a little star on top of my sketch here. Christmas theme. My next tier is Chris Drew Brook in the next tier. Hmm. Bobby? Is that fair? Bobby, he's done it in big moments in the playoffs. I'm going to put Bobby in this tier. I'm going to put Pat in this tier. And as much flack as Pat caught, especially before the title, oh, Pat Connaughton, brick, brick, brick. You hit big three-pointers in the conference finals and in the NBA finals, 
You're a made man. Fred Van Fleet did it for the Raptors. He's a made man. Pat Connaughton, in my eyes, is a made man. I trust Pat in big spots. I'm going to put him in this level. I can't say the same about Grayson. We're going to wait on him. So in the third tier, I trust Bobby. I trust Pat. Do we trust Joe Ingles? Do we put him in there? And he's a veteran. He's experienced. I'm going to put him in there. Mostly because I invented the rules of this game and there's no accountability for if I'm right, right or wrong. So Giannis, tier one. Tier two, Chris, Drew, Brooke. Tier four, Bobby, Pat, Joe Ingles. I can't put Grayson in here. I think I'm going to put Javon Carter in this tier two. Because there's just something about that guy and his attitude and the way he's wired that I really like. And it fits really well on this team. And I think his personality contrasts nicely against the personality of the Celtics and the personality of the Sixers. So I think that's our third tier. I think Bobby, Pat, Joe Ingles, and Javon Carter are in tier three. Tier four, Crowder. Now we can start stacking guys in. I'm going to put Crowder in there. He's played in an NBA Finals. I'm going to put Grayson Allen in there in hopes that he has improved as a player this year and will be better prepared for big moments. In this tier, I'm also going to put... I can't put Myers Leonard in there. Thanasis. <laughs> One, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We're at ten guys. I think my last guy. Then you can file in your Myers Leonard. You know, I'm going to put Wes Matthews in here too. I like Wes Matthews. And at some point, maybe tomorrow's NBA Lounge, we're going to have to have a Wes Matthews conversation because I trust that guy in playoff moments. I'm not expecting him to perform over the course of a seven-game series or be a contributor for long stretches, but in a quarter, in a crucial game five that swings a series, I trust Wes Matthews out there. I might actually move him up. That's trust tree. What a segment. Let's take a three-minute break. We'll switch over to the Badgers. They play in the Big Ten tournament tonight. We'll preview this game just a little bit before we get Zach Heilprin on the horn at 4.30. Wisco Sports Show back after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. My name is Grant Bills. Little Bucks star, uh, Bucks talk to begin the show. Why can't I speak? I had some popcorn right before the show started. Maybe that's it. Is there any science behind that? Popcorn scramble the brain and the vocal cords a little bit. We'll get the research department on that. Amidst the Bucks talk, we did our trust tree the news segment. I think it was pretty electric. We might have to keep it going. This is our our trust tree stance. From top to bottom, if the playoffs started today, this is my trust tree. Giannis on a level by himself. One level down, I would have Chris, Drew, and Brooke. On the level below that, I have questions. Bobby is in there. Pat Connaughton is in there. I think I put Wes Matthews in there. Joe Ingles, this is a question mark for me. He's played in the playoffs. He's played in conference finals. Well, wait. I don't know my Jazz playoff history. Did they make a conference finals? Regardless, he's played in playoff series and he's played on teams with expectations. I value that. Javon Carter didn't play for the Bucs in the postseason last year. I think if Bud could go back and do it again, I think he would have played against the Celtics last year. Don't know that it would have mattered. Probably would have been a worthwhile thing to try. And I think Bud would probably admit that. 
I like Javon Carter's personality. I like the way that he's wired. So even though I haven't seen it in the postseason with Javon Carter, I like his fit on this team. I like the way that he's wired, and I love the way that he's wired compared to the Celtics, who I think are a mentally weak team. I think Javon Carter, like a lot of his Bucks counterparts, very strong, right? And I feel the same way uh, about Jay Crowder. I feel the same way about Wes Matthews, absolutely. I'm struggling to place Grayson Allen. We'll have to figure that out. I'd like to think that he has improved mentally as a player since last year because I think he got rattled in the playoffs last year and he just wasn't able to bounce back. As a three-point specialist, and he's not just a three-point specialist. He can drive and kick. He can do some other things, but he's got to make shots or his utility is very low. As a shot-making player, as a player that relies on shot-making, you need to be able to have a bad quarter or a bad night, flush it, and bounce back. Grayson Allen did not prove to have that ability last year. I'd like to think that this year he's made strides. He fits better with this team. The cohesion's gotten better. I just haven't seen it yet. So I'm really struggling on where to place Grayson Allen on my trust tree. This text says swap Ingles and Allen. So you're saying you trust Grayson Allen more than Joe Ingles? Joe Ingles is grandfathered in for me. He's been around. He's played on competitive teams. He's played in more playoff games than Grayson Allen. I I trust Joe Ingles more even though he's new. And even though he's coming back from injury, I feel like he's grandfathered in for me. Uh, This text from Bill and DeForest says, no NBA lounge music. Well, we're not in the NBA lounge. We're just talking NBA. There's a difference, but we'll have the NBA lounge music tomorrow. And I'm going to save your name, Bill, because I didn't have it saved. Bill in DeForest. I love DeForest. It's my favorite exit on all of 94. So I could talk about DeForest all night long. Joe in Oakdale, one of our Minnesota listeners... (laughs) He says, big Wolves loss last night. Fun to see Embiid beat up the defensive player of the year. I did watch that game. I watched all of it, actually. Uh, Because the Bucs game was kind of boring. I had it on my laptop. I thought Wolves Sixers would be a competitive game. So I had that on the big screen. And it just wasn't. And I feel bad for Wolves fans because, let's be honest, Brooke Lopez is the player you'd rather have. Brooke Lopez is such a markedly more useful and more complete player than Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert gets the name recognition and the nerds love him. I watch Brooke Lopez every night. I I feel blessed. I love watching Brooke Lopez play basketball. He's every ounce as good of a defender. I don't care what the stats tell you. I watch him both. He's every bit as good on defense as Rudy Gobert, and he can dribble the basketball and shoot even. How amazing is that? You think you give up five first-round picks and a load of players for someone uh, they could shoot, but not Rudy Gobert. Let's talk to Daniel and Madison as we get into the Badgers. We're going to talk to Zach Heilprin in a few minutes, but first let's talk to Daniel. 608-796-2558. What's up, Daniel? Hey, when you uh, start the Bucks, start off the show with the Bucks, you know I'm going to chime in. I love that. Um, they are a ridiculously complete team. Um, top to bottom, pretty much, what, 1 to 10? Yeah. Would you say they have a 10-man lineup? Yeah, and I, I didn't even mention Goran Dragic because, in my opinion, he's just like an emergency point guard in case someone gets hurt, uh, or in case you need like a classic dribble, protect-the-ball point guard. I forgot about him. Honestly, I think he's more of a Pau Gasol kind of guy where Probably. they just brought him in for veteran uh, leadership and whatnot. But, that I mean, that aside, you know, they, they have three players, I think, um, that come off their bench, and obviously I'm not talking about Chris Middleton right now, but uh, three players coming off their bench that could that are like fringe NBA starters, I would say, and probably start on some of the 
maybe crappier teams in the league. Um, and other teams just really don't have that. Um, at least not outside of the Celtics, really. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, it's, it's scary because I was so disinterested in the Bucks game last night without Giannis and Drew playing, and they still just coasted to a victory like it, they weren't even trying. You know, and it was that was. I was like, okay, well, it's it's truly finals or bust this mm-hmm. year, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. like that's going to play on my heartstrings here for the next four months. Yeah, you got to buy in, and and I I think every time around March, all these last couple of years, we get to a moment. I had my moment about a month ago where I'm like, yep, this is a finals or bust team. This is an awesome roster. They're deep. They have the star power. Like, I am ready to be gutted if this team doesn't make the finals. And I think we're all coming to that realization, which is exciting, but also very emotionally scary, Daniel. Well, and I mean, that entire 16-game win streak, I was kind of like, ah, oh, you know. Uh, some, of the, some some teams have done this before, and, you know, I've seen this before from the Bucks, and it's just the regular season, and then they lose to the Sixers over the weekend, and I was like, ah, there we go. That's what I was expecting finally, you know, a little bit of a letdown. And then they come back without their two stars and just, you know, for all intents and purposes, beat the brakes off of a bad East team without their stars, you know? And I was like, all right, well, all right, this is, uh, this is it. They've got the, they've got the pieces here. Yep. And if they, if they can't make it happen here this year, then it's failure. Then no team can make it happen ever. You know, yeah. this is, this is a very complete team. So, uh, I guess I'll just, uh, I'll just be rooting for my, Rooting for my Badgers here the next oh, yeah. couple of days and uh, put the Bucks on the back burner for a week or so. And that's okay. We got to talk to Zach Heilpert, and he is in Chicago. He's on a schedule, Daniel, so I got to let you go. I got to get to Zach. I'm sorry. Sounds good. No, it's good. Yeah, have a good one. Zach Heilpert, coming up next, let's take a five-minute break. We'll come back and preview the game with Zach on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. We'll talk more Bucks and bring Aaron Rodgers and the Packers into the conversation as the show continues. Tweet me at Wisco Grant. We can take some more calls in a bit. Right now on the horn, we have our friend Zach Heilpern. We're so lucky on the show. We got Mike Clemens at the Combine. We got to speak with him last week. And now Zach Heilpern live in Chicago covering the Big Ten tournament. Are you in a suite with uh, Chris McIntosh? I hope you're mixing it up with the who's who of the Big Ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in uh, a little uh, closet uh, downstairs, so that, that's kind of where they keep me. <laughs> I suppose. Well, I don't want to keep you because I know we got a game in less than an hour now. Wisconsin-Ohio State tonight. Zach, I listened to the swing. You and Jesse, I listened to the podcast earlier this week, and you talked about the Minnesota game. And I think the Minnesota game showed us, and tell me if I'm wrong, that Tyler Wall and Stephen Crowell can really bring it against teams without a big rim protector and Minnesota just has no interior defense. The way I see it, Ohio State doesn't have a Zach Eady, no Trace Jackson Davis. So that's my thought going into tonight. Can Wall and Crowell kind of keep their momentum going from Sunday? I know Zed Key, uh, who had a big, had a nice game against them the first time. So, yeah, this draw actually works out really, really well. You would think for Wisconsin, at least the first two games, yeah. you get an Ohio State team without a post presence um, against Stephen Crowell and Tyler Wall, and then you get, obviously, if you win, you get Iowa, who doesn't have anybody inside either. 
I mean, Tyler Wall had one of his bigger games of the year against Iowa in the opener. Stephen Crowell would have torched him if he wasn't in a foul trouble uh, the last time that they uh, they played in Madison. So, yes, play's going to be obviously significant for Wisconsin. Is Chris Holtman possibly going to get thrown out and give away four points tonight as he did in the first matchup? That would be very nice. I would appreciate that if he could my do gu- that. My, my guess is that doesn't happen. I'm also thinking Wisconsin – well, I shouldn't say this. I don't, I don't think Wisconsin's going to go seven-plus minutes to end the game without a basket. Um, I don't. I'm not going to guarantee. I'm not going to guarantee that. Um, I, I do feel better about that, though. I should say I feel better about Chris Holman not getting thrown out than I do about Wisconsin going seven plus minutes. Okay. Yeah. Without a basket. Well, so, we, have, we have more man, precedence they're, they're, for the latter. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The last time when they when they played in Columbus, that was just a little appetizer for what happened against Michigan later on. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Oh, I know. I love when Big Ten coaches melt down against Greg Gard. It really gives the Badgers an edge. Let's talk about Chucky Hepburn, right? He's their leading scorer this year, not by a lot. He's just a tad above a Seijin and Crowell and, and Wall. It's weird to say this about a team's leading scorer, Zach, but it seems like, and I think you've echoed this, that Hepburn is most useful to the team when he's doing a little bit of everything, right? Facilitating, setting up others, protecting the ball, and playing really good defense. Is the role that Chucky needs to play for the next couple games, is it a less is more role? Is it more facilitating, less jacking up a lot of shots? Is that what they need from him this week? I would just, I mean, yes, right? Like, that's his game. He's not simply just a scorer. He's one of the better on-ball defenders in the Big Ten. We saw what he did with, in the second half against Minnesota with, the, with a couple of charges. He's been able to do that quite a bit this year. The couple of assists that he had against Minnesota are just perfect, like, so facilitating with the ball, and then knocking down open shots. That's you know, obviously been a concern um, prior to the last two games. It's been a bit of a concern, even though, I mean, he didn't necessarily shoot it great um, against uh, the game before Minnesota, against Purdue either. So it's one of those situations where I think he has to do a bunch of different things for them to be successful. I would agree with your your take um, nice. that he can't just be one. He can't just be one thing for them. He has to be multiple things because, as much as we like Kamari McGee, as much as you know Isaac Lindsay's giving them a little bit of something, yeah. he's their their he's their lead ball handler, and and he needs to provide uh, a double or different facets. I love the uh, Isaac Lindsay mention. I didn't think we were going to get that. I'm a big fan of this. Zach Heilprin is with us. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. He's covering the Big Ten tournament down in Chicago. Let's talk Max Klesman really quick. I was skeptical at the beginning of the year, and maybe it's because I'm I'm partial to Jordan Davis. By the way, Lacrosse Central. Uh, beat on Alaska last weekend. They look like they're uh, in a down year. I have you on their way back to state. We will see how that plays out. But Max Klesman has really grown on me. He's been so good the last couple weeks, Zach. So tell me about Max. You're on the team and the impact that he's made since he got here just a couple months ago, really. He just transferred in. I think he kind of got uh, hosed from not being on one of the all-defensive teams. Yeah. Uh, it didn't look like they had too many guys that were that were uh, guarding uh, guards there, I believe, uh uh, they have like what, four bigs and uh, and one guard uh, on that team. Either way, Max Max has been obviously a huge, huge, huge addition out of the transfer portal. Everyone has talked about Greg Gard not doing anything in the transfer portal, and Max um, certainly has given them a lift on offense. But he's a guy that just gives them everything on on defense. Um, you know, you saw what he did against Michigan, and you saw what he did against Purdue scoring wise, and he can do that. Um, but even when he's not scoring, he's a guy that is such an important piece since what they've missed in a couple of games when they didn't have him. He can do um, all the dirty work. I mean, 
Greg Gard called him a, a version of Brad Davison earlier this year. I don't know if he's the the offensive weapon so far that that Brad was last year. Certainly, but uh, getting 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 people upset and uh, getting in people's way and frustrating opponents. He's certainly been great uh, great at that. And if they're gonna, it just feels like every Grant feels like every guy mm-hmm. that we talk about is like. I mean, if he doesn't do this, they're going to be in trouble because their margin is just so small. So, yeah. yeah, Max has to play his role. Why has his offense come alive recently? Did he, did he put something together? Has he become more comfortable in his role on this team? What do you think it is? I think th- I think there's that. I also think Connor Seijan has kind of, I don't want to say he hit a wall because he led them in scoring at Michigan. Yeah. Um, but he also only had one three-pointer. Uh, his three-point three shooting has taken a little bit of a, a downward trend, and Chucky hasn't necessarily been uh, firing on all cylinders. So Max has had to step up, and it's not like he's taking shots out of order. You know what I mean? He's, it's not like he's taking them outside of the offense. He's getting open looks, and he's knocking them down. I Against Purdue, where would they be without his offense? They would have been in deep trouble, um, and he had a chance to win it late and just couldn't get that layup to go. But Max is a he, – he may have a bigger role offensively next year, but um, I, I just I – just, He's starting to hit trees. Yeah. I don't want to make it too simple, but he's starting to hit some shots from the outside, and, and that obviously is a big part of his game offensively. Well, Zach, that's why we love you. You take the complicated, and you, and you make it very simple for us to understand. That's why you're such an outstanding guest. Uh, last thing, Big Ten tournament, the way you see it, it's very simple to me. You mentioned their draw. They beat Ohio State. They beat Iowa. They're probably in, right? Do you foresee that happening i guess i'm not asking you for a prediction but you're down there at the tournament you've got a good feel for this like how do you see the next couple of days playing out do you think this is going to go well for wisconsin because i love the draw i don't think anybody has a feel for how this is going to play out we, yeah. we talked to greg guard talked to greg guard yesterday and he's like i could see nine or ten different teams making a run and i think that's kind of the feel everywhere because there's nobody there's no team that's invincible right even purdue wisconsin took them down to the wire last yeah. uh last week uh, and on the next game out, the 14th place team took Wisconsin down the wire. It's just that's what the Big Ten is. So I don't necessarily have a good feel on how this tournament is going to go. If I had to predict, I think Wisconsin does find a way because the matchups are good. But I would not be surprised if they lost tonight. I don't know. I, I don't have any, any, any confidence that uh, that's actually going to play out. Like, I, I think that they can win those two games. I don't have any confidence in uh, saying that it's actually going to happen because, my goodness, uh, the inconsistency – with this team and in the Big Ten in general, just leaves you like, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know, and I don't think anybody can sit here and say they do. Well, Greg Hart's talked about it, too. There's a reason that the top and the bottom of the conference is only separated by so many games. It's just been kind of the year that the Big Ten has had. Yeah, yeah. Two to, two to, yeah, I mean, 2-12, to 12, there's, three, there's three games in there. I mean, 12-8 and eight to 9-11. Eight and uh, to nine and 11. That's, that's the difference from 2nd to 12. So... Wisconsin was an offensive rebound away from not playing tonight. Uh, if uh, Penn State had been able to not corral the offensive rebound and put it back, they wouldn't be playing tonight. Um, and so they are, but I don't think it's a horrible thing because they need some wins for the rec- for the for the resume and yeah. getting one against Ohio State team that's actually ranked ahead of them still in the net. Not a, not a horrible thing. Not no, horrible I agree. They, they have an opportunity. Playing on Wednesday is an opportunity. It's not a problem. It's not an obstacle, Zach. It's an opportunity. I, I have a very... Uh, opportunity. Yeah, I have an optimistic view on life and on sports, and I, I see things as opportunities, uh, not obstacles. Uh, Zach, before I let you go, I'm not in Chicago often, but I have a, a, a restaurant recommendation for you and your high-class reporter media friends. Okay. Jim in Madison calls my show. He's a big Bears fan. I don't know if he's a caller to the zone. 
Uh, he told me yesterday that I have not lived until I've been to Ditka's in Oak Brook Terrace. So go get yourself a steak and tell him Jim sent you because he made himself sound like quite the regular. So that's my recommendation to you. All right, my little, I will take that under advisement. Thank you very much. Thank you, Zach. Enjoy the games. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Grant. Have a good one. Zach Heilprin. The Z- That's my microphone. I meant to turn the phone off. The Zone in Madison. <laughs> he's their sports director. He's on Twitter, at Zach Heilprin, and he's there. So follow him, and he'll give you updates on what's going on with the team. The less is more approach from Chucky Hepburn is, is what I think is interesting. If Chucky's having to jack a lot of shots probably means something is wrong something else isn't working others aren't getting to their spots others aren't hitting shots right so if Chucky's doing a little bit of everything taking good looks getting others involved protecting the ball making sure the offense runs smoothly making sure that the offense isn't turning the ball over that's what we got to see from Chucky Hepburn which means that Connor Seagen's got to knock down some shots right and Tyler Wall and Stephen Crowell against a smaller team with no in- interior defenders, no rim protectors on Ohio State or Iowa. This is a great draw because it makes life so much easier for Wall and Crowell as opposed to going up against Zach Eady or Trace Jackson Davis or even Hunter Dickinson, although they've done okay against Michigan. They should have beat him twice. Dave and Monona. Hi, Dave. Texts in and says they're not, they are a good team, not a great team because, sorry, you voiced a text. This, I'm going to have to sort through this, Dave. They're a good team, not a great team, because they're any team that gives up 20 points night after night is going to come back and burn them in the playoffs. They can't close out teams when they are... Giannis is spending too much time thinking about babies. No, he's not. Dave, we got other players in the NBA who are doing Instagram live videos with guns in their hand. You're complaining about what Giannis is doing off the floor? That's terrible. Uh, This is a text. Aaron in Eau Claire says, do you know what radio station the Badger game is on? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you another station to go listen to. No, Google it. Just Google Wisconsin. I, I don't know because I, I don't know. I, I don't know. If you're in Eau Claire, I don't. But you can Google it. Badgers Radio Network. Just look at their affiliates. There's one in Eau Claire, I'm sure. There's probably more than one. Dave from Monona has called. Dave, this is easier. Your voice to text. It's it's tough to decipher sometimes. Hey, I got a question. Um, yeah. It just dawned on me when okay, Wisconsin tonight the eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteenth team play. Eleven plays fourteen, twelve plays thirteen. Okay, Wisconsin right now is twelve, right? Well, why uh, is it if, sure? They're twelve, right? Or are they eleven? Let me play with I don't know. I'll pull up. No, no, no. There's a reason why I'm asking this question because I think Iowa's five, right? See, I didn't know the answer to the first question. I'm not going to know the second. I'm pulling up the bracket. I, I can confirm or deny for you. Yeah, I just want to ask. My question might be, I kept thinking Wisconsin was the 12. Wisconsin is the the 12 seed. Iowa is the five. Yep. So they'll play the winner of Ohio State, Wisconsin. Okay. Well, well, here's my question now. You have 11 playing 14, right? Well, if the 14 seed wins, who the hell hell are they playing? Maryland, the six seed. Yeah. So so that's that's backwards. (laughs) The 12, I, I mean, Maryland's. I mean, uh, if the 14 seed wins tonight, they should be playing. Everybody moves up one. So you think they I should about they that. should reseed? Is what you're saying? Every round. Well, yeah, because because um, why, if the 12 seed wins, and the 14 seed wins. Why is the 12 playing the five and the 14 playing the six? You know, it's just I never. So yeah, I, anyway. I get where you're coming from. The Big Ten is just so 
muddled from top to bottom, I don't know that it matters. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying. I understand. I just, I don't know that we need to reseed every round. No, no, no. It, 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 was just, it was just done. And as far as, you know, you were talking about Rogers a little earlier ago. It's, I, I'm laughing because this man, I hear callers call in and say, well, he, you know, it's the media that, that are bringing this up and making them out to be uh, the drama. No, come on, people. Rogers knows what he's doing. He's the smartest person in the room. He knows what he's doing when he goes on these freak shows, talking with the Darkness Queen, and, you know, and, and um, McAvee, and uh, he knows what he's doing. He loves the sure. drama. He does. Yeah. And people, don't don't be fooled. And then one final thing, if you think we've got a better chance of winning with Rogers, you are crazy because guess what? Yeah, and I don't care. He was a two-time MVP. He won nothing. It is time to move on. I, you know, I hope all the Jets make a good offer. I'll take. We'll take our chances with love. If anything, people, think of this. Think of the money it's going to free up. Where now they can go out and pick up at least two, possibly three pieces, and they got a third third place schedule next year. Could be interesting. I love the third but, place schedule because that's not something, Dave. You know, you're a high level sports fan. You know the ins and outs. Like yeah. I said, you you have the you have the bracket yeah. memorized. A lot of Packers fans don't realize we're so used to playing a first place schedule. It's going to be easy cruising that's next right. year, my friend. And one last thing, uh, I know you're good friends with Ben. Ben Ben is all nervous behind the scenes, man. About I, what? Because we, we, we got the big challenge: the blind the blindfold longest drive on Saturday. <laughs> Are you going to drive? And, and Ebo, well, Ebo and Nelson, Ebo, they tried to tell him I'm undefeated. I've never lost in competition. And Ben is talking this crap. All uh, it'll be it'll be on it'll be on you. Um, Twitter, but Ben's talking all this crap. Yeah, I, I'm going to beat a button. No, Ben, you're not going to win because uh, nobody's beat me. But yeah, I, I, it's just hilarious to listen to Ben. Too bad you weren't coming down Saturday. You, you know, at least then you wouldn't, wouldn't have to drive me around in a virtual reality golf course. Why don't you come pick me up? Why don't you reciprocate? I picked you up for the last <laughs> golf outing. Why don't you come get me? Hey, I, I got you to come down to a Brewers game. That's more than Nelson and Eva would do. I'm coming across the state for you guys. I got to pick my spots. I can't come down for every golf outing and a bunch of guys have all nah, the money you know, left. Nope, nope, nope. You do got to pick your spots. But uh, and then finally, why doesn't the cross have one of these kind of listener things where if somebody from Madison wants to go up there and have a big event up there? D- uh, well, Bill has his cigar dinners. He, he'll come to lacrosse a couple times a year. He'll have a, a event out on French I, Island. It's kind of the same. That's uh, that that that's out of our most of our leagues and. Bill doesn't come to Madison. I don't know why. The flagship station, he refuses to come to Madison. But, what do you mean he refuses? Um, he doesn't refuse. He does. Ask him if I'm right or wrong. Has he ever been to Madison as part of one of his remotes? And the answer is no. Well, I'll tell he him the fans to, are clamoring for it. Maybe he'll change his mind. Maybe he'll come to Madison. He hasn't been to Dane County. <laughs> so, I mean, but uh, anyway, I, I, that was my big question about the seating. It's just like, well, how can a, you know, 12 and 14, but anyway, it wasn't much. I'm, I'm pulling, I'm pulling for my man Greg tonight, man. Because you're yeah. right, they have, they have, they got to win two games, and they'll be, they'll go good for their quads. They'll be dancing. They got to win two. Hey, what? Hey, wait. I know. Are you going to have a uh, bracket challenge for the next week? A bracket challenge for your listeners? Um, should we? I didn't think about it. Should we do one? Yeah. Right, do it I'm, on Yahoo. I'll, I mean, I'll get you, on that. you just got, you just got to go to Yahoo and set it up and. Everybody, everybody, um, you know, sends their picks in, and we can talk smack, and it doesn't cost anybody, anybody anything. And I'll slip you a ten under the table, so I win. 
Okay. Hey, Dave. I'll, I'll actually put All it right, That sounds fun. Have a good one. Thanks. That's Dave from Monona. I'm glad we could do that over the phone. Over text, it's a little tough, Dave. Your messages are a little cryptic with the the voice tech, voice to text. I, I, I'm distracted. Match Nineman just tweeted a video of Aaron Rodgers doing fake fighting with a virtual reality headset. This isn't real. There's no way this is real. All right. All right let's take a break. Three minutes. We're back on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show my name is grant bills still got an hour left of this fine program badgers play against ohio state that starts at 5 30 so i'm gonna have to put it on the computer in front of me always a little bit of a risk watching live sports while doing a sports show see how that goes it'll be a fun experiment uh we talked to zach kylebrin if you missed that little fun preview it'll be in the podcast so if the badgers win tonight that'll be a nice primer to keep the week going to keep the Big Ten tournament going. Thank you, Dave, from Monona for calling in. Stop the steal, basically, is what Dave is saying. Let's fix seating in the Big Ten tournament. Something's crooked. Something's up with the seating. Thank you, Dave, for the call. We also did our Bucks playoff trust tree, which I feel like we should update when need be. I'll tweet out a picture if you missed it. Hour two, I want to talk Rodgers and the Packers. I have something interesting to say about Brian Gutekunst. We'll do that next right away when we come back after 5 o'clock. I also want to play you a clip of Bobby Portis. He went on Old Man in the Three with Tommy Alter and J.J. Redick. Some interesting comments about his start to his Bucks tenure, how he ended up on the Bucks. Very interesting. So more Packers, more Bucks. Hour 2 of the Wisco Sports Show coming up next. We all gotta eat. So does everybody else. There's nobody perfect. That's why you see, what, 12th and 3rd is two games. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. At the very beginning of the show, way back at 4 o'clock, long before we ever talked to Zach or Dave from Monona, I mentioned Bruce Springsteen because he played in Milwaukee last night. I'm like, I wish I could get into Bruce Springsteen. Right? Like, I, I want to be a Bruce Springsteen guy, but I, I can't. I love the song City of Ruins. I weirdly like Tunnel of Love, although true Bruce Springsteen fans would tell you that that's like a crummy album. Like people didn't like that album. So I, maybe I'm, I'm off base there. I don't, I don't know where that came from. I need help with my Bruce Springsteen listenership because I'm making that a mission of myself tonight. Like I want to be able to go home, get into Bruce. I want to be a Bruce guy, but I'm struggling. So if you're a fan of the boss, send me a text. 608 Text or call. A text is probably better. I don't need this to become the Bruce Springsteen hour, but I need a little advice, so I'm crowdsourcing this, and I'm asking one of you. I know Eric's big on Pink Floyd. We talked to Mike and Chippewa Falls, who basically only likes music pre-1970, and he texts in. Interestingly enough, he says, doesn't matter. All of Springsteen's songs sound the same. Well, there you go. 
There's our answer for Mike. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. That's what I needed to hear. Good. I'll just listen to them all. doesn't matter anyways. The songs all suck. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you had an awesome day. We're looking forward to Wisconsin-Ohio State Big Ten Tournament in about a half hour. Now, Brett and lacrosse has called in. Now, Brett, before I bring you in, I'm going to play a clip of some things that you said the other day. Was this on Monday, I believe? I think this was Monday because we didn't talk to you yesterday, Brett. So these are some of Brett's takes. I even added the rewind sound effect uh, for for full effect here. Here's Brett for Monday. Such a poor article. Really? And luckily, when Bally Sports goes under, hopefully we won't ever have to read something from him again. Well, he... And he goes under with it. That's not how it works. He'll just work somewhere else. He was at NFL Network for a million years. Well, hopefully not. Yeah. Okay. He's too old. Get so why? So why is move it, on. What is it? Are you just saying fake news? I, I don't agree with it, so therefore it's not true, and we're supposed to move on. No, I just I just think it's where is it all coming from? You're talking about you whether know how, you, not you, you are, do you know how journalism works? That you can't name yeah. sources. Wow, you should be able to. No, because that's not. <laughs> well, what is this conversation? We'll just have to wait and see. But I just think uh, it's just a crap story. All right, fake news. All right, thanks, John. All right, so back to reality. Brett, it's been two days since we've chatted. The Jets have had a visit with Aaron Rodgers. They flew out there yesterday. How are we doing with this whole thing? What do you think now, two days later? Still, uh, I I just think it's just games at this point. So you think he's going to be back with the Packers? This is all. Maybe Rodgers just likes being courted. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're thinking? He's coming yeah. back. Yeah. He just he's enjoying the sweeten, sweeten the pot. So if if he told the Packers, "Hey, I want to talk to him," and they're like, "Okay, fine, whatever," uh, this may give him more ammunition to be like, "Hey, listen, I could walk away, but what if I took Bakhtiari with me? What if I took this other guy with me?" I take multiples, and the Packers are just screwed. To the Jets? Now, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they are back kissing feet. To the to the Jets? So you're saying that Aaron Rodgers is going to try to take Bakhtiari to the Jets with him? No, I'm just saying it would be, it. how does he go forward here and not have some sort of extra ammunition to have the Packers do what he wants? Um, because I believe that that taking this meeting is I, nobody really wants to go to the Jets. The Packers, uh, the Packers blessed the meeting. They had to allow this meeting. They signed. They signed right. up. They're probably thrilled with this meeting, Brett. Yeah, they probably were, but nobody's really. I, I mean, I guess people are thrilled with Goody, but I'm not one of them. Well. Goody's in a tough spot here. He's juggling a lot of different things, right? Because he, he wants yeah, Rodgers his to life play. Is on the line. He doesn't want Rodgers to retire, right? Because then the Packers would lose him for nothing. But he also is trying to convince Aaron Rodgers, you know, the Jets, that sounds pretty nice. Maybe you want to go to the Jets. He's got to make it seem like this was Aaron's idea all along. He's got to get Aaron on board with this. Yeah, but Aaron's smarter than he is. Okay. You don't think Aaron so, would rather go play? I don't know. The Jets have a better roster. Jets are probably better equipped to elevate an older quarterback. They got a lot of younger, very explosive, very talented guys out there. They could, but he also doesn't have a clue about the... I mean, he's going to have one coach out there that he knows. Oh, he's... he's, he's be Hackett. But yeah, but Robert Sala is Matt LaFleur's best friend. So there's maybe there's some... 
Maybe there's some connection there. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Connection. I don't know. I didn't even call to talk about Packers. At this point, I'm just going to wait and see and just start laughing once he's back. All right. What did you call to talk otherwise, about? Then? Otherwise, I'll start laughing when when he's gone and I get his jersey for whatever team he goes to and I start following them. And then I watch Ooh. Goody, Love, and uh, Ledud all walk away at the same time after they find out that Love's a joke. LaFlunk. So you are, so I remember this in 2008. There were Packers fans that said, I'm done with the Packers. I'm going with Favre, right? I hate what the Packers did to Favre. I'm moving on. You will do that in the year 2023. You'll become a Jets fan? I wasn't, I wasn't one of those with the Favre situation because the difference is, is we knew exactly what we had with Rodgers behind him. I see. Whereas with Love, we haven't seen anything and he hasn't proven anything. So to me, he should have been a third round pick and should be in the XFL maximum. Okay, but quarterbacks don't go in the third round. Like, if you're a decent enough quarterback, you, we just we draft quarterbacks. We prioritize them. So you might yeah, well, be you correct, don't you don't draft up. Works. You don't draft up for a quarterback that's going to go a lot lower. I don't know that. He's anyway, gonna go a lot regardless lower. of that, yes. All I was calling you to say mm-hmm. is, in about well, twenty two minutes, okay, starts a four game winning streak for the Badgers. Holy smoke! To get way up into the Big Ten tourney which solidifies them into the NCAA bracket. Four game wins. And then they are going to make a run. In the tournament. Four game winning streak in the Big Ten tournament. It might weirdly, like, who knows? I think it's very draw dependent with the Badgers. I love Ohio State and Iowa. Then they would play Michigan State. And then they would play whoever comes out of Rutgers, Michigan, Purdue. So they'd probably see Purdue again. I don't know about... Purdue. I don't know about all that. I love the chances against Ohio State and Iowa because they're undersized, and Wall and Crowell can actually do something. But who knows, Brad? If they get into the NCAA tournament and they get a nice draw with some smaller teams, good matchups with the Badgers, why couldn't they win a couple tournament games? That's why I'm still not sold that Marquette's going to go like on this deep run and the Badgers are either not going to make the tournament or get bounced early. It's such a crapshoot. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to this uh, positive run that I think will completely turn – uh, the look that that we've had for several weeks on the Badgers of we don't have a clue what we have. Well, maybe uh, something changes here. Guard knows that his career, I mean, I guess it all depends because you talk for, to Dave from Monona, he says one thing he's always said is guard is staying another year no matter what. So um, he should that's be. one take that I've actually agreed with the guy on. Um because he can't demand what the roster does. He can't make people make these shots and when stuff is drawn up perfectly. You can't, so, you can't yell in shots, I believe, is what Zach has said. You can't oh. yell in shots from the bench, yes. Yeah. I mean, unless you are Ebo, you don't have that power. Ebo is a, a very powerful man in that regard. I'm glad that you had some bad mistakes. I'm glad we have some optimism, Brett. I appreciate yeah. the call. Between that and that and the Bucks, I mean, basketball right now is basketball time. Worst Brewers aren't. We can't look forward to them yet. And Packers is. It, it's the Packers. We're just going to watch them kick us in the nuts. So whatever. I'm just going to wait to see. Thanks, Brett. It was nice to hear from you. Yep. See you. Have a have a good one. <laughs> Run Brett and Lacrosse. You say that we can't get excited about baseball. Oh, contraire, mon frere. We can get very excited. You know why? Because the show's going to spring training next week, Brett. Thanks to our good, good friends, Flipside Pub and Grill and Lacrosse Beer House. They're helping us out big time.
They're letting us go out to spring training, do some journalism things, talk to some players, talk to some coaches. It's going to be a blast. We're going to broadcast live all of next week from the ballpark. So make sure you're tuned in. It's going to be A-plus radio. I'm going to be on my game. I'm saying Big J Journalism. And make sure you support our sponsors, Lacrosse Beer House and Flipside at Pub and Grill. 608-796-2558. Excuse me. This text says, if Rodgers took Bakhtiari with him, it would be a dream scenario. He doesn't have that much left, and it would be great for the salary cap, Mark and Eau Claire. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what Brett meant by that. I don't know if Brett knew what Brett meant, meant by that. I, uh, Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what he meant. Galaxy brain, like, why not? Uh, let's talk to our friend Brian. 95.7 The Rock, The Morning Sickness. Brian, what, what, what do you want? What, what part of this show is speaking to you? Usually only call when we're complaining about Boston. Well, you know, I'm on my way home from being out in downtown Lacrosse, and I heard you talking. And every time you talk, it annoys me because okay. you talk about uh, the Bucks and the Brewers and these teams that never win anything except. So you know, I just I had to call and and say like the Brewers are going to stink this year, and you're going to stink, and everything's going to stink, That's and tough. the Celtics are going to beat the. Fox in the second round or third round or whatever round it is where they, they, they beat them and it's going to be glorious. It's going to be great. How are the Red Sox this year? They kind of stink, don't they? I know well, the they're un- playing they're undefeated. They're <laughs> undefeated in, 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 in spring training, which doesn't mean Italy squad, but they're also undefeated. So yeah. if you want to talk about undefeated in this year, then they're undefeated. Have you been watching a lot of the Celtics? Yes, of course. I can't stand Grant Williams. I uh, can't stand Jason Tatum because he should be a clutch player, and he's not a clutch player. But uh, they're still winning, and they almost beat your stupid Bucks team uh, with backup players about two weeks ago. So they'll be all right. They'll be all right. They're going to win the championship. It's great. 18, number 18, 19. Can I, uh, well, most of those happened in the Great Depression or, or right after the Great Depression, but whatever. Same with my Packers, but I don't cite 13 world championships. I only talk about Super Bowls. Uh, your Packers, your stupid Packers, and your stupid Aaron Rodgers, and his stupid witch girlfriend, and his stupid darkness thing. That guy is such a bum. I can't stand that guy. He's going to be in your division. Nuts. He's going to be in the division oh, with I your Patriots. Yeah, let him, let him, let him come to the Jets like Brett Favre. Let him come. Let him come. And just like Brett Favre, he'll go down in the first round of the playoffs. Just a bum. Just a stupid bum who thinks he still has it at the end of his stupid career. Would you, Good Lord, would give you, it up. Would give you it up. Trade, I hate Aaron Rodgers. Would you trade Mac Jones for Aaron Rodgers right now? Straight yes, up? immediately. Yes, <laughs> of course I would. Of course I would. Mac Mac Jones stinks, but Aaron Rodgers, you know, has he's a proven talent. I, I still don't want him on my team, but I'd, I'd get rid of that stupid bum Mac Jones because he stinks. Ugh. <laughs> He does. Oh, I can't stand him. I uh, I hope we get to talk about some Jets, Patriots games if Aaron Rodgers goes there. Thank you, Simpson. I appreciate that. This text says, cut him off. Does this dude know that you host a Wisco sports show? Yes, he does. He works in the studio next to the studio that I'm currently sitting in. He's well aware. <laughs> he is uh, just a pot stirrer about Boston sports. It's funny. I was going to ask him, but he kind of answered my he answered my question before I had an opportunity to ask it. I was like, do you watch the Celtics? He's like, yeah, and I can't stand Tatum, and I can't stand Grant Williams. All they do is whine. Whine, whine, whine. Bitch, 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 bitch. It was piss and moan. Peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. The whole game. That's all they do. They whine, and they look up at the Jumbotron like, uh. And other teams just feast on it. The Knicks feast on it. The Cavs, the Bucks, these teams that are 
And Simpson wouldn't like me saying this. They're much mentally tougher, much grittier, a lot more intestinal fortitude. And it's going to do the Celtics in. It cost them a title last year. If they just want to have been a little more grown up, a little tougher in the postseason, then they beat the Warriors. Jim and Madison. Now, we talked to Jim yesterday. Jim, did you hear my conversation with uh, our friend Zach Heilprin? I recommended <laughs> your steakhouse to him. I don't think he's going to go, though. He didn't sound very enthusiastic. No, he, no. No, he didn't sound very positive about it. He's going to miss out because you can have that bone-in pork chops, two of them sticking up. Or uh, I'm telling, it, it's not a Chicago thing. It's it it really is good stuff. But that's not why I called. Oh. I called because I got your back. Uh, the last call. I'm just telling you. First of all, one thing I really, really like about you is the fact that you don't get in the personal. Ah, yeah in somebody's face because they get an ears. Um, and this last caller, you know, I, I just, I, I listened to it and I was like, wait a minute. I got to tell you this, Grant, mm-hmm. this, I am not a guy that says this easily. Okay. I've been in MMA. I've been, I've Jesus. done other things. And when I see somebody that stands their ground and does it through meekness, which is strength under control, if you look it up, okay, I want to tell you, you did a great job on that, all right? I really commend you on a show that I live in Wisconsin now. Yay! Um, but I'm telling you right now, one of the blessings that I have as a sports fan, as somebody that loves everything from golf to uh, pickleball, I don't know. But all I'm That's telling you story. is that, I, I really, really appreciate the way that you actually respect people. And it, I just want to say this also. Okay. I want to ask you a question, if I may. Please. I want to ask you a question about what you think about the car trade. I, I, the what? It, I mean, I, car. Oh, Derek Carr? Yeah, I want, yeah. I want to hear, I want to hear from you. I know this is Madison. We're only supposed to talk about Green Bay. I, I disagree with that. I think you have a lot more knowledge on it. And I'm really, I'm just looking at this thing going, all right, what do you think about that whole situation? I just don't think Derek Carr's any good. Okay. Derek Carr, there's a couple, and we've talked about this this week, Jim. There's there's a signing just about every offseason, maybe not every offseason, like a Mitchell Trubisky or a Mike Glennon. Yep. And Mike Glennon signed with the Bears a couple of years ago, and people talked themselves into it. They're like, well, He's not yep. so bad, and he's joining a really good yep. roster. And then the moment we turn the game on in week one, we're like, oh, yeah, he sucks. And that's what happened with Trubisky. That's what happened with Glennon. And I think that's what's going to happen with Carr. We're all offseason. We're going to be like, yeah, Derek Carr, good fit in New Orleans. You know, he's he's never had a good defense. And if you, he's in a good situation. Yep. And then we're going to turn it on the TV, and, oh, Derek Carr, is he's he's not very good. But, but we can't well, see me, it right now, so we don't think it yet. Well, let me ask you this question with what you just said. How in the world can we sit back and say that Rodgers is going to be good for the Jets? I, I almost see I, I see so many parallels between these two quarterbacks. I'm not I'm not saying Rodgers is worse than Carr. Okay, or Carr is better than I'm saying the way the game's played in the NFL. Do you feel really seriously that I, I, I almost hurt for Rodgers because I think he's going to go into a situation just like Carr? I think 
that the Jets should absolutely go all out to get Aaron Rodgers and trade lots of high-level picks because I think they could totally win a Super Bowl with it. No, I I don't know. I I think the Jets would be fun. They'd be interesting. I think they could contend for the division because I think Buffalo is, I don't know. I want to see Buffalo for another year. I'm not really sure what they are. I know they came up short and they're still really talented and Josh Allen's great, but I I, I don't know. I I think Aaron Rodgers goes there and they contend for the division and that's about it. Well, I don't want to take time from your other callers, but I will say this. I like Buffalo and the fact that they're a small market and what they've done. Um, but I, it, but my point is I wanted to hear from you on a sports analysis of, of that because I've been watching some of these movements that have been taking place, and Carr and Rogers, and, you know, Mr. San Francisco, um, I, I just I look at it, and there's so much that we don't know as fans that happen behind behind the scenes and I'm just afraid that I I really am afraid uh, even though he may say he owns the beers I really am afraid that Rogers is going to step into a situation that he's really going to look pathetic and I just wanted to hear from you on that and Carr so yeah I appreciate you my brother and by the way Dickas you know what you don't go you lose uh that's all I gotta say I appreciate that um and you're a good man. I am. I think you're okay. I'm just going to say this. I may piss you off. That's okay. I pissed a lot of people off. Okay, Jim. I think you're better than Ebo. Okay. I think you're better than a lot of the talking heads. I'm not saying Ebo's just a talking head, but I'm just saying That's all I you mean. have a way working with people and dealing with people in a respectful way. And I thank you for that. And I'm going to let you go. Well, thank you, Jim. Uh, have a great night. Jeremy and Scotty tweeted at me at Wisco Grant. He said, plant. Yeah, no kidding. Jim's too nice to me. Everyone's going to think this is fake. I don't know what to tell him. What do I, what do, I do with this? Simpson, he, 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 he was complimenting me because I handled the previous caller well. The previous call, I know him well. He, wor- he works. I'm going to lean over and hit this wall. He works behind this wall on the backside of the studio. I mean, I, I handled him well. Thank you, Jim, though. I appreciate the compliments. A little much, a little thick, but that's okay. We can talk about Rodgers. I want to talk about Rodgers and Carr. I think it's a really interesting comparison. I, I just think the Derek Carr signing is, I, I don't know. It annoys me. We talked about it earlier this week. We don't need to rehash it completely. I do want to talk about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets and how Brian Gutekinds finds himself in a very precarious situation. I don't envy him. He's balancing a million different things at once right now. We can talk about all the things that he's balancing next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. is Grant Bills. I want to talk about Brian Gutekunst and all the things that he's balancing right now. Because when you really sit down and you think about all of the variables and all the things that Gutekunst is trying to work with right now, he's earning his paycheck for the last couple of weeks and he'll continue to earn his paycheck for the next couple of weeks or however long Aaron Rodgers drags this thing out. Oh yeah, by the way, we have a draft to prepare for as well. 608-796-558. Marquette Pete giving us a call from Monona. What's going on, Pete? Welcome back. Yeah, I, I thought that I'd wake up everybody in your audience 
and after those, oh, you're wonderful, you're fantastic, you're the best guy ever. Please, you know, you're just no the greatest. Yeah. Uh, but so, uh, uh, the, the, Gunakus is the, the the captain on the Titanic. And I mean, the the reason why uh, Rogers can jerk him around is that Rogers knows that that you know the the way the Packer fans are, they're they're so spoiled that if they have. Even one losing season, they're they're going to clean house. So that's why that's why he can jerk them around. He he's just yeah. I mean, come. So I, that's that's why that's why he can jerk them around and and play the games that he does. Do we and, really? Think, and, by the way, can and, I, just one question: Do we really think that if Jordan Love starts next year and they go eight and nine, seven and ten, everyone's getting fired? Do you really think that? Uh, if they go eight, yeah, yeah, anything. Well, you know, no, a, a nine and eight's not going to be good enough. I mean, I, I, l- 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 let's just say that I remember another minority that had a prominent position in in Green Bay Packers, and he had an eight and eight record, and he only lasted one year. So I don't think they're going to be particularly uh, patient. But now I have a song. Okay, go ahead. They say that all good things must end someday. That dynasties must fall. But don't you know that it hurts me so to say goodbye one, two. Wish it didn't have to go. Goody made it so. And when the pain floods down on Lombardi Lane, I'll think of number 12 again and cry boo-hoo, and cry boo-hoo. That was outstanding, Pete, first and foremost. The silky sounds of your voice really bring a lot of joy to this program. Really does. Well, of course it does. The message of the song is kind of negative, though. I why why does everyone think the ship is going down? Like, I I don't know. Oh, by by, by the way, uh, uh, I, I... it, it would make personally. It would make me sick if if uh, if Rogers got number twelve because they already had a number twelve and Roger, you know, there who who and Rogers couldn't hold his jock. So I hope he takes another number. Seems like a weird thing to get hung up on. I appreciate you, Pete. I appreciate the song, and I wish we got more of your songs in the evening show because I know you call six to ten and you bless Ebo and Rowdy and and all those guys with your voice. And I especially get a kick out of it because. We have some listeners from four to six that don't listen to the morning show. So when you call and you sing, they're very confused, <laughs> which is actually my favorite. I get a kick out of that. I I don't think they're firing everybody if it's a losing season next year. They just had a losing season with Rodgers. So if they trade away Rodgers and they go seven and ten, it's like, OK, we see where this is going. We see where the team is trending. We see which steps we need to take next. You think they're going to clean house after one year? I have a really hard time seeing that, believing that. Unless they go like 2-14, and 14, and it's clear that Love doesn't have it, and Matt LaFleur can't coach through a shred of adversity. Okay, well, maybe, but they just went 8-9. and nine. They just had a losing season. I don't think Brian Gutekinst is on the hot seat. At least not yet. I mean, you can fast forward a year or two, and then we could talk about it, but not yet. Brian Gutekinst is juggling so much right now. Like, you you got to think of everything that he's trying to deal with and everything he's trying to manage. I, I was in a Twitter space last night, which, by the way, I've relapsed. I'm back in the spaces. Heck, Mike Clemens got on, on the action last night. He joined the Twitter space like 11.45 at night. Night Owl Mike. We love that. 
And in this Twitter space, we were talking about Rodgers, and I heard a take that I hear a good amount. You know, I, I get the texts or the calls, and I, I hear guys say, you know, Goody needs to sack up, take control of the team, right? This isn't about what Rodgers wants. Goody, this is about what what's good for the Packers. This is about what's best for the Packers. Look, this is a football franchise. This is not a you-know-what measuring contest. This isn't a Johnson measuring contest. Goody's got to be careful. He's got to tiptoe around some things here. Reportedly, there aren't a bunch of teams lining up to trade for Rodgers. It might just be the Jets. So we want to wine and dine the Jets a little bit here. They they might be the only one looking to trade for Rodgers. And reportedly, there's a real possibility that Aaron Rodgers might actually just retire. Right? If you listen to him on Aubrey Marcus, it seemed very, very reasonable. Adam Schefter said that earlier this week. It's like there's a real, real school of thought behind retirement here. So if all of the sudden the Jets were the only suitor say, nah, we're out, Goody could be completely left without a suitor for Aaron Rodgers. Besides to retire, the Packers get nothing. And they end up paying him a bunch of money anyways because his money's still on the books for a couple of years. Goody right now is on a unicycle, on a tightrope. He's got to keep everything balanced with a very light touch, right? Goody's got to convince Aaron Rodgers that you want to go to the Jets. You, you want it enthusiastically. Look at how excited you are to play for the Jets, Aaron. Go, go knock their socks off about how, how bought in you are to playing for the Jets. Right? And Goody also has to convince the Jets that they want Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you guys want Rodgers. Trust me, you're going you're gonna to love him. But he can't be too over the top because then the Jets are going to start wondering, well, why don't you want him? And you also got to convince the Jets that they need to pay for Rodgers somehow because if no one else is interested, I don't know what leverage the Packers have. This is everything that Gutekits is dealing with right now. That's a delicate situation. He's dealing with a house of cards. One thing goes a little wrong, and it all comes crashing down. So Goody is a delicate touch. This is not a, a, a Johnson measuring contest. Oh, do what's best for the Packers. He is, but he's got to do it in a light touch, light touch. Let's talk to Cone Roller before we take our next break. 608-796-2558. What's up, Cone? Hey, Grant. Uh, just getting ready for the Badger game. Excited. I think they'll pull off the win over Ohio State. Um, but with the whole Rodgers thing, I'm a little concerned for Packer fandom and kind of resetting their expectations with a brand-new quarterback. Yes. Because over the last year, especially – we held Rodgers to this gold standard. He had to be playing flawless. Otherwise, he would get immense criticism. So I'm just a little confused what the Packer fans that were hating on Rodgers' play this year are expecting out of Jordan Love next year. Are we going to be holding him to the same standard? Or kind of what's your thought on that? Well, so I was listening to a different podcast earlier and there were Packers fans who were, who were calling in and, and a part of this podcast who were like, well, I, I feel good about Jordan Love next year. I think his his first year is going to look like Aaron Rodgers' first year. I think they're going to win the division. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I like Jordan Love enough. I, I like him enough as a viable option to kind of reset the franchise and move forward. But I don't know that I'm expecting a division win next year. Like, ah, man, I, I don't know. I think Packers fans, our expectations have been so high for so long. I'm not saying it's uh, it's going to be a disaster next year, but we need to be able to experience Cone an 8-9 season next year or a 7-10 season next year and kind of be okay with it and have a forward-minded perspective about the team. Because if, if they go 7-10 and 10 and lose the division to the Vikings, we can't beg that everyone's fired. We can't beg to get a new quarterback. That's not how this is going to work. Yeah, agreed. I would say that if, if 
let's say they do go seven and ten next year and the offense or Jordan Love just looks a little stagnant. I think that reveals a lot of flaws on Matt LaFleur. Yeah. Because, you know, he's finally got his guy in his system who, you know, isn't going to be audibly not a plays. If that was even true that Rodgers was doing that, I have my doubts. But yeah. anyway, I I think it could be an ugly year for the Matt LaFleur crowd next year. It could be. It absolutely could bad. be. Right, yeah, because what if Jordan yeah. Love comes in and runs the offense and the offense stinks? Right. Then we're thinking, well, maybe Matt LaFleur was just the right coach for Rodgers. Maybe he was the right guy to come in and play nice and and, and kind of cater his system to Rodgers. And I always use the, the comparison to Phil Jackson. Matt LaFleur is no Phil Jackson. Don't get me wrong. But Phil Jackson was the coach not to develop young players, but to come in and kind of get all the superstars to get along and to kind of keep the egos in check. And I always kind of thought that maybe that's what they saw in LaFleur. Maybe LaFleur isn't then the correct guy to develop the young quarterback. Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. Um, honestly, I, I think Rodgers is gone, whether he retires or goes to the Jets. And I'm I'm prepared for Jordan Love to take the reins. And But I'm not giving him the reins to the franchise quite yet. I think he needs a year to prove himself before we consider him the franchise quarterback. Yeah, I, I think for, for folks who... Folks who have high expectations of Jordan Love, I would say let's use Aaron Rodgers' first year as, as a barometer, right? Have some nice moments. Show very much that you can control a game, right? You can go from one week to the next. You can add to your game. You can adjust the offense, do all the things. But if they go 7 and 10 or 8 and 9, you can't lose your mind. You can't melt down and you can't yell and you can't throw a tantrum of it like that. We can't do that next year. I'll go nuts. I won't be able to be a part of that. That'll be terrible. Hey. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really frustrated because I think for most of this year I've been in the defending Rogers camp. Yeah, and I think a lot of Packer fans have been pretty irrational with really how poor Rogers' play was. He was he wasn't an MVP, but he wasn't like David Carr, yeah. not even Derek Carr. David Carr. He wasn't terrible. So, right. So I don't know. I, I think Packer fans are in for another season of brain melt next year. Uh, well, before I let you go, do you have a prediction for your Badgers tonight? I think they get the win and advance on to play Iowa. That game scares me a little more. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, take care of business today. If I'm Greg Garden dressed in the locker room, you're playing this game to get Tyler Wall another one. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Why don't you do some coaching? Did you call up the athletic department? You probably have it on speed dial. Did you pass that along before today? Yeah, I'm out in California, actually, on a, a secret mission from Chris McIntosh. So oh. I haven't kind of been on lock using burner phones, trying not to tell many people I'm actually out here. But Well, you have, a, like, that's Big Ten country now. Like, you're out in Big Ten country in California. People do forget about that. So you're still on the scene a little bit for your athletic department, I suppose. Yeah. And you know what is just a crime is the hotel I'm at does not have Big Ten Network. Oh well, that's going to have to change. Country. You can tell they're you can that's tell they're not prepared. They're not ready out there. They they still have some changes to to go through and some adjustments to make. That's too bad. I'll have to talk to the higher ups at Best Western. Yeah, that's terrible. We'll pass that along and make sure Wisconsin is made aware in the athletic department. Thank you, Cone. Enjoy the game tonight. Yep. Thank you, Grant. Go Badgers. Go Badgers on Wisconsin, Mister Roller. I got a lot of texts. I'm going to get to these when we come back. Five minute break, and we're back. Wisco Sports Show. 
This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. State underway. I should probably pull that up. Hold on. Badgers, ESPN. I'm not going to pull up the video. That would be very distracting. And I want to be committed and present to what we're doing right now. I want to be present here with you and not distracted. But I feel like I shouldn't keep myself in the loop with the score. They're down nine to four. Fire guard? Question mark? <laughs> we will have a Greg Guard gauge after the game tonight. I promise. You can text to call the show 608 796 2558. Couple of texts here. This one says, Grant, did that guy just suggest that the Packers will get rid of love if they have a losing season because love is black? What the heck? Did he did Pete say that? I don't think he said that. If he did, I I missed it. Uh or maybe it was just so absurd that it went over my head. I don't think he said that. And if he did, that is uh not correct. Matt Noclair says you and Cone are right. Everyone is a great coach and GM from the couch, but once you are in Goody, way different and far more complicated. Yeah, a lot of people talk about this Rodgers situation as it's, it's very cut and dry, right? Forget what Rodgers wants. It doesn't matter what he wants. He's under contract, and if the Packers trade him, he doesn't have a choice. Eh, he has a little bit of a choice. He could always just retire and come back in a year. He could scare off the Jets. He could scare off any team that might look to acquire him. So Rodgers does have to be bought in. Rodgers does have to be enthusiastic about playing wherever he ends up next year whether it's the Packers or the Jets. The Packers said, you're not really on level with us. You're not committed like we want you to be committed. The Jets flew all the way out there yesterday, probably to be like, okay, what, what is the deal with this guy? Right? Is he really an inch from retirement? Because if so, I don't, I don't know if we really want to go all in on that. Is he committed to, to coming to New York and getting up to speed with our offense and getting up to speed with these guys? We want to check that. They're gauging his commitment level. So Goody has to convince Aaron Rodgers that he wants to be on the Jets, that he wants to play football, and he wants to be committed. And, and it's got to come from Rodgers. It can't come from Goody. Goody can't call the Jets and be like, yeah, uh, Rodgers will come play there. Yeah, and he'll buy in. Uh, he'll come to all the things. Trust me. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure of it, Mr. Mr. Johnson. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Douglas, Joe Douglas, the GM. Yeah, he'll, he'll be bought in. It needs to come from Rodgers, right? So Goody's got to operate in such a way that keeps Rodgers bought in. Goody also has to convince the Jets that they want Aaron Rodgers. He's about to be 40. He wasn't great last year. His commitment is wavering. Goody's got to sell the Jets that they want Aaron Rodgers. And he's also got to convince the Jets that the Packers kind of still want him because they need a little leverage. They got to get something in a trade. It's a very complicated situation. It's a guy in a tightrope, right? And one misstep could bring it all crashing down. That's what Goody's dealing with. It's a tough spot to be in. I do not envy him. When this is all said and done... Uh, well, I guess his reward is then working on the draft, which is also stressful. Uh, but when this is all said and done, he's going to sit back and have one of those garage beers we learned about after the draft a couple of years ago. Let's talk to Mike in Chippewa Falls, 608-796-2558. What's up, Mike? Hey, Grant. I want to echo the sentiments of a few calls ago. They, when you handled that guy, I know he was giving you a hard time and fun, but uh, you tend to do that when a guy gets mad at you or yells at you, you handle it with, uh, with kindness. They lose their ability to, they lose their fight. I mean, they, they want to fight and argue 
they want a re- they want a retaliation, but you don't give it to them, and so it takes away all their power. So you can't cancel a man yeah. that refuses to be canceled. This is what we said about Dave from Monona a couple days ago. You just I don't know. <laughs> Simpsons, he's just he's just messing with us. It's not that deep, but I, I agree. I, I know what you mean. I know. Yeah. Oh, I, I wanted to correct one thing though. I do like lots of music after 1970. It's just country that I only listened to before ah, 1970. Okay. I'm so, 65, but I have I have every Alice in Chains, uh, Metallica, oh, Black Sabbath. Uh, so, yeah. So, so if I, I want to get into Springsteen, too. where do I start? Darkness on the Edge of Town. Where do I? I want to be. I want to be oh, a Springsteen I guy. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go see him if he's across the street. <laughs> Why not? He's the I boss. I don't like him. Huh? Okay. All right. He fine. thinks he's the boss. He's an anti-American repeating piece of poo. But, oh, um, I, I it's political with me. So, but what about <laughs> but the song "Born I, in the USA"? Oh, that's as patriotic as it gets. Uh, that's not a. That's not a pro-American song. If you listen I, to the lyrics, I know it's yeah. about Vietnam going over and killing the yellow man. It's uh, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I know what you mean. But um, I digress. Yeah. No, that's no, all right. I. Uh, yeah, I've been trying. I'm trying. I know one of your callers earlier tried to find out where he could listen to the Badgers on their radio, and I have been researching like crazy, trying to help out. But uh, if you want to listen to on mute, on TuneIn or um, iHeart, you have to you have to uh, sign up for it. You gotta, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just get it for free. So I want to try to find the Westwood One radio station because they're supposed to be on that. Well, but Badgers, Badgers to help, Radio uh, Network should be like I, I don't know. Use Google. You figure yeah. out how to listen to this show. You figure out how to find the Badgers. <laughs> I'm not going to actively. Here, here's what I'll say. I'm not going to actively tell you which radio station to switch to. Right? If you want that information, I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to make you work for it a little bit. Yeah. Why Why would you give the competition a boost? No way. I don't know, Mike. You're a, you're a, you're a good company guy. I mean, you know, you're a loyal man. Yeah, well, my bosses <laughs> listen to this. You're damn right. You're damn right. Yeah. Okay. Hey, tell your boss that you need to be on YouTube. You want it, you want yeah, YouTube I, content? I want you on YouTube, and we can put all our comments on the side, like on Bill Michaels. Oh, and, uh, I see. You're, I think you'll get a lot more response that way because a lot of people can be more anonymous. Oh, that's true. The only the only caller who's figured but, um, out how to be anonymous so far has been Cone. He's the only one who's really played up the anonymity card, which I get a kick out of personally. <laughs> now I'll tell you, I live I live uh, about a quarter mile from Lake Lesota out here where Chippewa River joins. Oh, I'll give you my address if you want. I don't care. <laughs> Mike's not scared. I love Lake Lesota. I like uh, Connell's Supper Club. Big fan of that place. I love a good supper club, especially when yeah, it's close on, to the water. That's on the other side. I, I live really close to the edge. It used to be the water's edge. Oh, I see. I don't know if you know where that is. It's just across the river on Highway S. Oh, I gotcha. But, uh, well, yeah. Mike, uh, like said, should we conclude like this call before. with anything that anyone else is interested in? I know we've had a great time going back and forth, but uh, maybe a sports take or, or something to, to wrap yeah. this up. Sorry, I'm off track. You brought up a subject, or you brought up something that says, yeah, once the once the Saints signed Derek Carr, it was all over for the Packers as far as having any leverage for yeah. a trade because, oh, well, we're the only team that wants them, and uh, you want to get rid of them? Well, you, you'll take our deal, whatever we give you, you're going to take it because we're not giving you anything. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think it was both good and bad for the Packers. It's it's good because cars off the market. So now if the Jets, the Packers leverage is, hey, we can give you Aaron Rodgers. You might be the only one interested in Aaron Rodgers, but there's no other options for you, right? Cars off the table. So if you want a quarterback upgrade, you got to come to us. That's the Packers leverage. 
the tough part is there's no other teams really looking for him, apparently. I still have a hard time believing that yeah. there's not a single other team in the NFL that wouldn't make a call. I think, I think there might be a, a mystery team somewhere. There's got to be. Carson Wentz went for a first-round pick. You're telling me no one wants to at least make a call on Rodgers other than the New York Jets? I, hard time believing that, Mike. I agree. It doesn't look like it's working out that way. But now we got to think of if Rodgers goes, then we got to think of uh, who's, who we're going to sign as a backup. And there's a lot of guys out there looking for work, work right now, like Sam Darnold and Carson Wentz and, you know, lots of guys, maybe even Tua. You know, there's uh, a lot of guys out there, Jimmy G, there's – there's some options, so it's we're not yeah, sure. we're not we're not screwed yet. We're, we're probably going to draft someone. Packers fans need to get prepared for that because that's definitely going to happen. Yeah, but you said there, and I agree with you. Uh, there's not much for quarterbacks this this draft. I mean, there are a couple, but I don't think they'll be around. There's no slam dunk prospects, and no, there, there's probably not going to be anyone around that's good value. Fifteen, maybe one of those top guys fall, and maybe the Packers think about it. I don't know. I'd be a little frustrated, Mike. I appreciate the call. I got to take a break. The Packers, if they trade Rodgers, should go into the season with Jordan Love, number one guy. He gets all the reps. There's no controversy. You want to draft the backup in the fourth or fifth round, whatever. Draft one in the third. They can't find anyone to save their life in the third round anyways, right? Build around Jordan Love. Draft another offensive lineman. Draft another weapon. Draft a tight end. Draft a wide receiver. Get some nice weapons around Jordan Love to help him out and see what he's got. Right, And the expectation has to be reasonable. The expectation can't be win the division, win 13 games. The expectation has to be look like a good starting quarterback. Have a rough game one week, bounce back from it. Make adjustments, tweak, come back next week, look better. Play a good game. Build off of that good game the next week. Right, That's something we haven't seen from Jordan Love. We barely see him at all, but when we have seen him, it's been very incremental. We haven't got to see him play from one week to the next to the next and build on anything, correct anything, make adjustments, right? That's what we want to see from Jordan Love in year one, and I think the Packers should do everything they can to kind of turn the page on the old offense, the Aaron Rodgers offense, and the players on that offense and get younger, get more explosive, get Jordan Love some guys that he can grow alongside of, right? That's the Packers' goal if they end up dealing Rodgers. I actually think that should be the goal anyways, even if Rodgers stays here because they need to get younger and more explosive as it is. But it'll just be for different reasons with Rodgers. Then you want younger guys who can help Rodgers out as he ages, not young guys who can grow with Jordan Love, right? who's obviously not about to turn 40 years old. We'll wrap up the Wisco Sports Show after. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports show. We got about two minutes left. Uh, the Badger game is not going well. It's 18 to 10. Ohio State's up. Wisconsin's turning the ball over. They can't get the ball into the post. They're not making the shot. Fire guard? Maybe? We'll see. We'll wait until the end of the game. Watch for the Greg Gargage on Twitter at Wisco Grant. I'll put it on the Facebook page as well. Speaking of Facebook, I, I have to. I- I have to admit, I, I didn't know this. Uh, I guess Connell's Supper Club is, is closed. Terrible. This is the premier spot. That was my spot on Lake Wissota. Oh, you got to do it. Loopies? What is it? Loopy? Where, what's the place with the dome? Right off the main the main drag, the main county highway, state highway, whatever that one is. I'll have to buy my, my new spot in Chippewa. Uh, but I guess it's for sale, so maybe we can start our own supper club. Let's, let's open the first location of the NBA Lounge. You think that would play well in Chippewa? 
Is there a lot of NBA watchers on Lake Wissota? We'll have to do some demographic research. Obviously, we'll put our people on that. Tomorrow, we'll start the show with the NBA Lounge. Maybe we'll revisit the Bucks Trust Tree that we did back at 4 o'clock. I got people in my mentions correcting me because Bobby's too high on the trust tree. What did he do against the Celtics? What did he... This is a trust tree, not a matchup meter. We'll do a matchup meter when we know the matchup. Shouldn't have to explain that. But I'll explain it more tomorrow in the NBA Lounge. Enjoy the Badger game. Enjoy some college basketball tonight. I'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you at 4. I can't wait.